Anyway, hey guys, welcome back to the S3 Magazine podcast. The guy looking at himself in his little phone right there is Jonathan Woolley. There's not much to look at, Chief. Anyway, we're moving on. I'm Mike Sanders. That's Jonathan Woolley. Today, Woolley's got a fire up his ass, just completely lit about uh, some stuff that's going on with the new Z. I'm a little pissed about it, too, because I legitimately want one of these cars, but they're apparently impossible to get not just because of pricing or dealer markups and price gouging and stupid stuff like that, but also because, well, Nissan just flat out can't make them. Can't make them, can't distribute them. It's a really, really dumb problem uh, in this post-COVID world that we are living in nowadays. I'm sick of the excuses. Wooly, how do you feel about it? Man, I'm with you. Like, I'm pulling for the Z. You know what I mean? Like, I ah, that. The Z is a genuinely exciting sports car, if you like sports cars. Uh, I'm not saying it's better or worse than a Supra. I'd just like to see it give the Supra its best fight. And it's like not getting to do that. And it's getting frustrating. And I'm looking at the picture of that yellow one that you shot that picture at Riverside. And it still gets me. Like, as I was writing the article, I'm like, oh, dang, it just... Looks so good from like that back corner angle. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, I wrote a hot, fiery, passionate article on our website today. It's also on our app. If you don't have that yet, it's S3 Magazine. It's on Apple and Android, and it's free with no dealership markups, by the way, unlike the Z. <laughs> anyway, uh, I wrote a passionate article, and right now I'm I'm over it. I wrote the article, so we'll see if that comes back. But um. There was another article that I read, and I went down a rabbit hole. The Z has been out now uh, for a year. We're, we're in early. It's July 5th today, 2023. The Z's been out for a year, except it really hasn't been out, has it? Like, has anybody really seen them run in the streets? Probably not. Maybe at a car show. Maybe at SEMA. Maybe, you know, one came down from Nashville for some regional, you know, but, like, we're not seeing them on the streets, not like we should be. And I started looking into it. It makes a lot of sense because in the first quarter of 2023, they only sold 466 in the U.S. I don't know what the second quarter is now that we're there. I don't think it's out yet. I was searching for that number. It's got to be more, I would think. But anyway, um, some Nissan spokesperson was kind of dancing around the reasoning as to why the car is just not getting made. And obviously, as you can expect, it's a shock to no one. They're citing post-corona chip shortages and part shortages. And like, I'm getting real tired of that excuse. I know it might be valid, but like, how long are we going to float this? Like, how long is this excuse going to fly before we go enough? Like, do better at running your company. At some point, you have got to get back on track. I think three years is that point. I think it's more than fair. Um, like I said, they were dancing around some stuff. They also mentioned two things, which piqued my curiosity. And of course, as shocked to probably no one, it has to do with automation is one thing that they were kind of blaming. And then the other thing was sustainability. Um, two words that if you throw it around these days, especially sustainability, like, Nobody can argue with that. We just have to go, oh, okay. But like at the plant where they make the Z, apparently, and that the Z is made in Japan, apparently they implemented some new uh, automated, you know, whatever, 
techniques to construction of this thing, particularly in the paint department. And um, it eliminated some of the humans that could oversee it. And so that's one thing, but like we kind of have to talk about the next thing before we circle back. So basically, uh, you know, more machines in the production process, less humans. So then also because of the environment and sustainability, they've changed the way that they do the paint. I think the curing temperatures have been lowered to save energy because is that really a big concern when you're transitioning your entire brand to energy sucking EVs. It seems like the paint application, you know what, crank it up a couple degrees if that's what the paint needs, right? But they're not doing that, they're lowering it down. They're also using different paints with different, more environment, environmentally friendly, sustainable chemicals in the paint that basically translates to shit paint. The chemicals were there for a reason. You can't paint a car with watercolor. You know, like it's just not working. So circling back to the automation, the machines are really good at, 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 at detecting flaws in the paint down to like a third of a millimeter, right? So these cars are getting painted with shit paint, apparently. Those are my words, not theirs. And, uh, and then the, the machines are going, nope, nope, rejected, 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 rejected. If you have to paint a car twice, you're not saving energy. Like this is, this is the, the age old measure twice, cut once type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, and that, that's what had fired me up in this article. Um, it's just, it's asinine, dude. It is, it is, how did I say it? Hold on. I felt like in the article, I said it, it I said a good thing. I said, it seems that Nissan has implemented production methods, methods that are actually restricting production. Like it's, it's just so ass backwards. Anyway, I'll take a breath for a second and let you get a word in. You got any thoughts so far? Uh, so, I, I mean, I see this a lot in manufacturing because my job, aside from S3, is to go out and sell automation to factories. And most of the time, it works really, 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 really well. But a lot of times, it doesn't. A lot of times, automation can not be implemented correctly or not be exactly the right machine and operation for that application. And when that happens, you run into situations like this where it's like, ah, it's like nine tenths there, but it's not exactly perfect. And when you're trying to do large scale, intricate, difficult production like this, and especially something that has to be quality controlled by a robot, it's going to cause a lot of failures. Uh, and when you have a lot of failures, that stuff cannot come off the assembly line until it passes or else you're basically just selling people tainted goods. So it sounds like what's happening over there right now is these cars are just backing up or or maybe they're doing what so many other brands are doing nowadays and that is transitioning to a different style of business plan you know throughout all the years of history it's always just been more 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 sell as many as possible you see it in that movie ford versus ferrari you know mr ford hangs his hat on the fact that they they make more cars in a day than ferrari made making an entire year but it's because they have to manufacture and sell a ton of cars because they don't make as much profit per vehicle. Well, the one thing that, that COVID taught us is if you play around with supply and demand and you effectively hold the supply back and you designed a really, really cool car so the demand stays high, guess what? You get to sell it for a much, much higher price. It still costs you the same amount of money to make it. You're just making a hell of a lot more profit per vehicle. Now, I don't think that's really 100% what's happening here because they've gone from something that should have been selling 
tens of thousands per month to literally selling a thousand in a year. And that's just not going to get it done. But I do think that we're kind of seeing this, you know, me and you have talked about this for years. I refer to this as a, the, the Yeti style of doing business over engineer something, make it awesome, really make it really, really sought after, and then charge your customers out the ass for it. And it works really, really well. There's some brands that can pull it off. You know, the luxury brands, you've got Lexus, Louis Vuitton, and just anything out there that, that is a big brand that you can pay a lot for. Well, these guys are kind of learning that, hey, um, if we come out with something that's really, really good, look at the Bronco. It's a perfect example. You know, Ford knew that they hit a home run because they put it out there and everybody was like, oh, my freaking God, I have to get that thing. So they said, OK, we're going to make them right. We're going to release them slow. We're going to make sure that they're all pre-sold before they leave the line and they're going to be pre-sold at an exorbitant price. And that's just how we're going to do business from a business standpoint. It's really, really smart from the buyer standpoint who wants to maybe feel like you got a deal or just at least even be in the market to get the vehicle. It sucks because we made a video about this a while ago. I want one of these Z's really, really badly. We went to Riverside and that thing, that yellow car was just sitting there with its ass in my face the whole time. And I left just going, God damn it. I have to go buy a Z. It's manual transmission. It's turbo. It's rear wheel drive. It's gnarly. It's classic. The only thing it's missing is freaking target tops, but we'll chop that thing up. It's fine. And I literally can't get one. It's just not possible. You can't get one. You can go sign up and put your deposit down, but you're probably never going to get that car. Yeah. I mean, and we can argue about oh, whether it's just a rehash 370, which is a rehash 350. We can argue about that. But the point is, Nissan pulled it off, man. I, You know, I'm not saying this car is everybody's cup of tea, but you and me both kind of lit up about this thing in a way that we haven't in a long time. It flat out has that 90s you know, you can't put a finger on it vibe, right? Like it has a style to it. They knocked it out of the park as far as that goes. It's turbo, it's manual transmission, everything's there. But none of it matters if you can't get it. And the Z is not supposed to be an ultra exclusive GT4 Cayman. What? You, that's not what, this is the antithesis of that. This is the everyday driver, everyday man sports car. You know what I mean? And yeah, I don't know. It's like you said, is is part of this intentional? Is this changing business plans and structures post-corona, realizing that, hey, 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 wait, this mentality that like people like you and me and pretty much anybody on the planet grew up with, we've always heard the customer's always right. They're challenging that in the automotive industry right now. They're saying, fuck the customer. Here's what you're going to get. You know, you're going to get five color options. You're going to get small, medium, large, extra large. And, and you're going to pay the price that we ask or more if the dealer wants to. And you're probably going to wait on it because you know what? You want it and, and we got it, you know? And so the, the business practice has changed. I don't like it. I'm not going to play in that arena until I have to. And right now I don't have to. Um, but I, it's like you said, I don't think that's the case. I think... Nissan knows they're sitting on something cool and they want to get it out there. They need to get it out there. Nissan brand perception right now is shit. Like the Ultima has plagued the whole brand. Like, let's just be honest. When you think of Nissan, you don't think good things right now. They're not in a golden era. This car can change that. This car needs to be followed up by a Sylvia or a Datsun 510 rendition, something 
something eight six price points, not with a Subaru motor, that can be had for thirty thousand um, dollars. And and that could start to create a renaissance for Nissan. They need to get this car out. But you know what? I said something in the article, and I'll stick by it. You know, I said in these attempts to kiss the world's entire enlightened ass, they're doing dumb production shit. Nissan knows how to produce a car. They basically tried to fix what wasn't broken so that they could virtue signal to this select group of people so they can drop that sustainability hashtag, and it's bit them in the ass. And yeah, I know that the Z is, is a niche car. Yeah, you notice they're not having this problem with the Altima, right? I don't know if that's because they're not embarking on new production techniques with the with the Altima or if the fact that the people that buy Altimas are just so psyched to get approved that they don't give a shit if there's orange peel on the gas lid, you know what I mean? But like, man, they need to get this, they need to get this shit fixed out. Fixed, man. It's it's frustrating to me. I'm I'm gonna read this short little paragraph. Um, you know, where I said that the, they're implementing production methods that in fact are restricting production. It's nonsense. Uh, it's it's yielded very low inventory with the Z. Therefore, the prices on Zs have been gouged. Additionally, additionally, the kinks in production no doubt waste energy, right? So arguably on the sustainability front, you're also failing. The world is no better off because you're blundering the production side of things. It's the literal opposite of sustainable. The only measurable difference is we don't have a Z yet. And if you do have a Z, you probably spent twenty dollars to $30,000 more than it's actually worth. So sorry for you. Well, you probably didn't get the color. Oh, this was just a little joke I put in here. I said, well, probably not even getting the color you wanted, but have faith because in seven years, the clear coat's going to lift on the roof spoiler and hood, and you'll get to repaint it anyway, because having to paint it twice definitely saves energy in the environment for sure. You know, and then I don't, yeah, what's up? What's up? That brings up a good point because have you ever seen a Nissan 350Z that like still has good paint on it? I, I feel like this has been a problem with Nissan for years. Every Altima and Maxima and Z that I see has garbage paint. There's no clear coat left. It's all chipping off and getting all bubbly and everything. Like, how much worse could it really be? I mean, yeah, I think in a lot of cases that's negligence. Um, mm. You know, uh, but but you know what, my buddy Danny, my jet ski buddy. He got me into stand-up jet skis. I just got him to get like a fun car. He just went out and bought a 350Z and it's paint on the side is good. It's black paint on the hood, the roof and the spoiler. It's just clapped out and it's oh. been garage kept. The guy was like, man, I drove it. It's, it's a stock car. He was like, I was driving it and I started working from home when Corona hit and been working from home. So it just kind of sits, but yeah, the paint shit. Um, so yes, they've just complicated the process and the paint is still shit. But now it's affecting the ability of them to sell. sell me the car with shit paint, fine, but sell it at a reasonable, fair price point. Um, you know, and then I went down, <clears throat> down whatever this little writer's rabbit hole. Just saying, we're being misled, misgoverned, mismanaged. These companies oftentimes, uh, and we're getting tangled in a web of sustainability delusions. I said the result is it's a higher price for a lesser product with more delays. And I kind of said, let that sink in because it's not just the Z. It, it's, this is post-corona trends. We are getting a higher price on a lesser product, usually having to put up with some sort of bullshit. 
that goes along with it, whether it's delays or just poor customer service or whatever it is. Um, and then I said, you know, they're urging you to accept all this nonsense for the sake of the environment. That's bullshit. You know what I mean? Like that, it, it's kind of like they got you cornered. It's kind of a bully move. It's like, well, we're doing this for environment, so you're not you're not going to complain about that, are you? And it's like, eh, I said, at some point, that narrative starts to get exhausting and hypocritical, you know. And I I had mentioned things, and I took it out of this article. I was just like, you know, you're littering the whole fucking world with Ultimas. And you're talking about the environment, you know. Rivian has been working hand in hand with our government in Georgia to level 2,000 acres of natural habitat literally in my backyard. And they based the whole company on the fact that it's zero emissions and good for the environment. You know, you have Amazon. I looked it up. Amazon's got like 70,000 vehicles and like 70 planes to deliver rebranded shit from China. And we're putting our emphasis on the temperature at which the paint cures on a Nissan Z and the chemicals that are in it. Like China is bellowing out emissions from every crack and crevice. It's just focus on the problem. We need some common sense in our CEO positions, in our government positions, and in the population in general. I feel like we're living in idiocracy, dude. Yeah. To be fair, the person that actually made the decision to buy those painting machines or robots or whatever they're using, the whole sustainability and environmental friendly part of it was probably not the big focus of the selling point, but it was probably the tipping point that put it over the top of, oh, well, it just helps in so many other aspects. And then you get it, it takes them all this time to make the machine, they install it, they put it in, you go to paint the first car and it goes, fail. Paint the next car, goes, fails quality control. Next one, fails quality control. Then you start scrambling and going, what the hell did we do? Oh my God. And these big automation product projects, man, they take a long time to implement. They take even longer to fix if and when you find out that you kind of screwed it up. And I think that's what we're seeing right now is they figured out they got the wrong machine for the wrong application. They screwed the pooch and now they've got to figure out how the hell to fix it. But guys, you have to figure it out. Like you're Nissan. You can't just sit back and go, ha, I guess it just is what it is. Go back to what you were doing before if you have to. Just just do something. Make the damn car so we can buy it. We want to buy it. I literally want to buy one right now. Like, let me buy it. And the clock is ticking. The car is aging. You know what I mean? You can't, <clears throat> I don't remember what year they announced this car is the 400Z or whatever, but kind of the situation with the Cybertruck. You know, they start because of social media, like automotive companies have really started hyping cars way prematurely. They come out with a drawing, a picture of the headlights on a dark background, some bullshit teasers, and then they start taking orders. And yep. that's a dangerous game to play, as we're seeing with the Cybertruck. I, I read somewhere and I don't I can't quote it because I can't remember the source and I don't remember the exact numbers. But they were saying the amount of orders they have on the Z at this point would take. Uh, let's just say seven years. It was between five and 10 to fulfill at this pace. Like we're going to be expecting the next generation. You can't just sit on your thumbs and hope that this problem goes away. And I think you're right. The automation thing, maybe the tipping point is, hey, we can spin this and the PR department can, you know, send the press releases out that we're zero, you know, working towards zero emission goals and all this bullshit that they all want to say. 
fix it. Just go back to the old stuff. Well, nobody's going to judge you. I can tell you, we're not going to do an article saying, oh, oh, their machines didn't work. You tried it, it failed. Go on. I'm tired of hearing about this, man. I've been hearing about this. You know, I love rad era 80s and 90s neon prints and stuff like that. And I was getting frustrated because we can't hit those colors on some of the shirts and stuff that we do. And I'm like, what's the fucking problem here? Like shirts in the 80s were hitting those colors. And here we are 35 years later and we can't hit the colors in the future that we were hitting in the past. And he was like, it's fucking government, man. They have screwed with the chemicals and the colors don't pop and everything's got to meet some sort of requirement. My my question with the whole climate sustainability emissions bullshit, whatever word you want to throw at it, is like, you can't keep moving the goalposts around. And I feel like that's what they're doing. Like reaching whatever, what, what do you even call it? Like reaching like whatever, sustainability is a never achievable goal because everything that we do creates an impact on the earth. So like, are we making notable improvements? Is the fact that we can't hit neon pink like we used to in 1989 made the air cleaner? Because it damn sure feels like the same air. It's just, it's just we don't have the same, you know. We, when, when the Z32, the 1989-1990 300ZX that you and me both love is like the best Z. When that car came out, I was what, 11 years old, 10 years old. And the car rocked my world. You know what I mean? Because it was such a departure from the 80Z, from the Z31 or whatever. So then all of a sudden it went from angular to like, freaking swoopy and it was absolutely cruising california cool you know what i mean and and i grew up in florida so maybe that's a bit skewed because it's the sunshine state but like those cars started popping up everywhere like there was no year-long delay there was damn sure nobody making excuses i just had a buddy make an excuse oh cars only been out for two weeks bro i'm like 13 months like stop making excuses for these floundering business moves. I just, anyway, yeah, the car was out. The Z32 was out. By the time it had been out for a year, they were making the next crop of colors, like the light blues, you know, the alternative colors were coming out to try and get the next batch of people. Like, this is, this is just a fuck about. Like, I just don't know how else to say it. Like, they're just screwing the pooch. And it is, some sort of post-corona mindset to where this flies. I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm just being overly passionate, but in the boardroom before this corona bullshit, somebody would have said, what is the freaking problem? Why are we not selling the car? And there would have been some nerdy person that said, well, the parts supplier said it's going to be another 10 weeks on the part. And he would go, they're not our freaking parts supplier anymore. Get mm -hmm. it done. We didn't make this car to not make this car. Like, this is unacceptable. But for some reason, Corona has just abused I mean, our mindset, man, to the point where we accept this shit. It, it, it has. Corona has really screwed up the mindset in the workplace, and especially when it comes to the executive level. There's a lot of complacency. There's a lot of excuses and there's a lot of just easy, simple plan B. Oh, man, we'll just make less of them and charge more. It'll just do the math. As long as we make the same amount of profit, it doesn't matter how many of them we sell. So if we sell 9,000 less, 
we just need to make up for it with charging that much more per unit. And that's what they do. And they know they're going to get the money as of right now until the market freaking fails. If and when we really do go into a hardcore recession and people start losing jobs and houses and cars and people are no longer taking out these big loans and making these big purchases, at that point, this way of thinking, this way of screwing over the customer to get more profit margin, that way of thinking will then big time bite these companies in the ass. And they're going to have to go back to the numbers game again and go, all right, well, we got to find a way to make this car affordable because we got all this money into R&D in this thing. And we got to go sell the crap out of it in order to just break even, basically. Um, so they better be on the lookout for that because that can happen at any time. You know, we've yeah. already uh, massive banking industry failures. Um, but there've already been a couple of automotive companies, EV startups that have gone under this year. So it's not like nothing's happening, man. The stock market's been just rocky and all over the place for the last, like, I don't know, three, four years. So financially speaking, these guys maybe should not be playing as many games as they're playing right now. That's just my advice. But or, nobody, or if they're not playing games, they need to get their head back in the game because mm. they're they're asleep man um i mean that post-corona business mentality dude call me a boomer but that just doesn't freaking work for me i just don't i want the company to want my business you know what i mean i want them to appreciate my business uh not this attitude that i'm lucky to get one of their cars because that's not gonna fly dude like i said i'm not playing that game until i'm forced to and it's probably still not going to be a new car at that point. You know what I mean? And 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 it's a it's a fucking turnoff, and it should be for anybody. I don't understand how people are patient with it. How people will be like, "Oh, stop being a boomer." No, that's not. You use your words. That's not being a boomer. That's just that's just being be, appreciate your customers. That doesn't make me a boomer to say that. That's the way that it should be. Uh, work hard to please your customers. Stop making excuses. Make the damn cars. Price them, especially at this at this level, a Nissan Z level. Price them competitively, competitively, and get people in the cars. I mean, you they're they're gonna fuck around to the point where we we as a population forget why we even wanted a car like this in the first place. There, it's already happening. The population's view of cars is changing. It's no longer romantic. It's no longer like this soul connection. It's turning into an appliance and it's happening at an alarmingly fast rate. Yep. And and yeah, I mean that like I said, they keep fucking around, dude. And people are gonna be like, why do I want this? Uh, I can't put anybody in. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna lose the romance behind a sports car. And mm. then good luck trying to teach that again. It it's 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 fucking magic that happened between humans and cars. And they're very, very fortunate to have that because I guarantee you the people that make washers and dryers and dishwashers wish that they could have the kind of magic that the automotive industry has, and it ain't there. Yeah. Nobody cares about the refrigerator. You know what I mean? But like there's something special about a car. And they are absolutely they're losing the enthusiasts now. You know what I mean? Like the very ones that were like patriots for uh, you know, automotive culture, they're losing us. Like, they're, like ah, you know, like they're in, as far as I see it, they're in real dangerous waters. 
So I hope they like making Ultimas. Because that's going to be what the fuck it is. Because, I mean, seriously, if you can't, if you, it, we say it all the time with EVs and with everything else, make it make sense. Like, there is a demand for this car. Like, the Z has a pent-up demand. There is excitement for this car. Not at $80,000. They're on crack. Yeah, it's true. And they need to make more of them than, I, I swear to God, I think Bentley hand-makes more cars than, than Nissan is making Zs. Like, this is, it's just, it, mm, it's, it's stupid. So that's all I got to say about that, unless you got anything you want to add. No, that's it. You got you got a lot of sorry Susans that you need to edit out of this one for sure. Really? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I don't know, man. It's like I just kind of zone out and the words just <laughs> come out. Okay. Sorry, it happens. <clears throat> well, you know, it's real. Um, yep. All right. Well, I don't know, man. It, it's, it sucks because it, I don't want to bitch about this car. Like, I like this car. I know that other people like to bitch about Oh, it's just, you know, like I said, it's a rehashed whatever. Why would you spend? I'm not even on that train. Like, I'm a, a genuinely excited about this car, and it pains me that they did something right, and then they're apparently doing so much wrong and blundering the right that they did. Please, Nissan, just get the freaking car out there and, and get the price under control. The demand is there. You guys are screwing the pooch. It's it's a dumb bottleneck for sure. Any in anyone over there in in ops management needs to go fix this immediately. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck with that, guys. Um. Anyway, if you've listened this far and you don't know who the hell we are, we're S3 Magazine. We have a website. We have an app. Uh, we do a lot of. What do you want to call an article like this? Passionate, biased, enthusiast-driven stuff like that. And then we do a lot of rad stuff, the the car culture side of it. So like when you do finally get your Z, praise God, and you want to do some fun things to it, like we cover that kind of stuff too, um, cool features and and whatnot. Um, so yeah, check us out. 